You're listening to Novel Bound, a podcast dedicated to making you laugh and keeping you company. Each week, we're sharing all of our favorite books and the embarrassing side of life. Welcome back to Novel Bound. I'm Anna. And I'm Celine. And today is a little bit of a struggle bus, but today we're talking just about how crappy life has been to us and the books we're currently reading. Honestly, I really think this up, like, don't run away. Don't be like, oh gosh, there's no like catchy line for this. This is like, honestly, peak. if you are our friends, like you're going to listen to this and you'll be like, yeah, this is effing crazy. This is like the stuff that we don't, I think you all know if you listen to our podcast that like, we have like this glamorized fun little version of our on our stories because it's such a public thing and then on the podcast we're like so this is them like welcome to the gutter like <laughs> us in the gutter going through it here's how we really feel about this but like this episode is just us being trash because I feel like trash and Anna feels like trash and we're dead best friends we literally I, are dead best friends right now I need to introduce you to like our new inside joke because it's ours but like you can be in it, on it too because you're our friend explain the dead best friend so <laughs> I recently as you guys know went to um Idaho with Celine and it was so fun like I honestly it was one of the funnest trips ever and I helped her shoot a wedding and we drove for like so many hours oh we, were, we were driving everywhere all over the place and just on the third day that we were there we were in the Tetons and it was so beautiful but I just was like I was at that point where I like had to look over to Celine and be like, so just so you know, love you. I just have to turn my personality off for a little bit. Yes. And I yes. just like, honestly, though, Celine knew she hooked me up. I got a monster in me. I was feeling better. But I think like at one point I just looked over to her and I was like, Celine, I'm just your dead best friend right now. So just know that like I am having a good time. I'm here, but like that's you're not going to get much. This is like why we're best friends, because you know exactly what to say to me where I'm like, oh, she's not mad. She's just dead. And so, like, since that trip, like, I think we say it, like, once a day, basically, we're like, I am your dead best friend, help, I'm dead, I'm your dead best friend, or, like, whatever it is, I'm just, I'm very excited for Harry Potter World, when I'm, you're just, like, dead best friend, I'm like, yeah, let's go get a butter beer. I'm gonna be so happy. (laughs) So, um, yeah, we're also, like, I'm high on some really strong cough syrup, like, mm, one more spoon. Oh my gosh, yeah, and I'm coming off of the high of being on nitrous. And they like and, overdosed like, her. They overdosed me. I had to like tell them multiple times to be like, please turn this down. I'm tripping yeah, solid ball. <laughs> I wouldn't have told them. I've been like, this is the only way that like me and my little Mormon self can get high. Oh gosh, turn that up. <laughs> I don't want to feel anything. Literally, I want to be in a floating oh, little okay. room. Literally at first I was like, oh, like I'm feeling the, t-. so, okay. For those of you who don't know, um, nitrous is something they give you when you go to the dentist and I have so bad anxiety about the dentist I hate it I had a dentist or um a what is it called the braces guy what are they called orthodontist an orthodontist bully the crap out of me when I was younger I just have very soft teeth I was not blessed with hearty good teeth and that's my curse in life and so the braces were leaving marks on my teeth even though I was like I was doing everything I should have been doing and he was being like you are not being responsible Anna here's what's going to happen to you if you don't take better care and I was like listen bro I'm trying my best and so he just bullied me very bad and ever since then I've had a very weird complex about the dentist yeah same same go back to your story though you got you gave us the backstory go 
I gave you the backstory. But so then I was, I had to get a root canal because here's how much I hate the dentist. Like five months ago, a piece of my back molar chipped off and I was like, oh gosh. But you know what? It wasn't throbbing. I just couldn't eat or drink on that side of my mouth. And I was like, you know what? Unless I'm in excruciating pain, I'm not going to the dentist. It says so much about how chill you are. Like, you're like, (laughs) I don't want to, like, be a bother. I'm just going to, like, not offend people by having tea. So I'm just going to, like, deal with it. And so I dealt with it until the point, though, where... This is actually sad. I got heat exhaustion on the 4th of July, and it was really bad. And I was throwing up for most of the night, and because I was throwing up, that tooth got infected. <sighs> so from that, then I was like, crap, now I am in excruciating pain. And so I called the dentist to, like, have them see me, and they were like, yep, you're going to need a root canal. And I was like, I figured. And they are like, come back in two weeks. And I was like, what? So they gave me medication, and it was fine, and then I went back. Anyways, all of this stupid long-winded backstory to say that they gave me nitrous because I was like, I need nitrous. I can't, unless you're either going to put me under or give me nitrous. There is no- You don't want to be here. You don't want to be here. You want to be in Hogwarts right now. Literally. Actually, and so they gave me nitrous and I was like, is it okay if I listen to like headphones? And they were like, yeah, that should be fine. I cranked up a Harry Potter audiobook and was like, and the first time I did it, it was great. The nitrous was like the perfect amount. And I was listening to the first, I was listening to the very first part of the fourth book. And it was the part when the Weasleys like are trying to get Harry from the Dursleys and they bust the fireplace. I was like laughing. I was smiling in the dentist chair. Girl, I listened to that today too. It was so funny. Are we like on the same part of the books? Like accidentally? Because I, I was literally so was like. I think I'm a little further than you because this was a couple days ago when oh, I like okay. the first one. So he like gets done with the treatment and he's like, so I couldn't, your tooth is really weirdly shaped and I couldn't complete the root canal. Here's an endodontics uh, referral and you need to go see them. And so I was like, okay, this sucks, but a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. So Girl, you need to back up though, because you tried to find t- like 20 different doc- dentists just to get it. And no one in your family understands your pain. So like, no. you just like sat there, like there was a whole week where Anna like was not on stories and everyone's like, you good? And you're like, no, I no girl, I'm not okay. good. I was in so much pain. And you know, what's weird. The first dentist I went to is they were like, yeah, you're probably gonna need a root canal. We can set this up for like two days from now. And I was like, great. I went out to the lobby to wait. They like called me back and they're like, so actually we just kind of want to take that tooth out. And I was like, um, goodbye. No, thank you. Yeah. I'm going to get a second opinion. They just- what? Who just, what did, their job is the preservation of teeth. Why were they going to eat it out of your mouth? Why are they like, mm, no, this one's too hard. Like, what? Dentist. It was so wild. I was like, so no. I think I'm going to get a second opinion. And they are like, honey, you should really schedule it. We just want to take care of you. And I was like, this is not taking care of me. No. And I was like, I have a gaping hole in my mouth for months on it. No, thank you. No, thank you. No. So I got a second opinion. Ugh was able to save the tooth but I had to go through much anyways so I went to the appointment today today the day we're recording we're here we're here we're here now Thursday August 5th 2021 <laughs> and I was like okay this should be normal like I put my headphones in to start listening to my Harry Potter book they put the nitrous on and I think like 15 minutes into it I am upside down on the like I mentally am not okay I just was like the room was spinning not even just spinning, but I just was like, I felt so high out of my mind that I was like, I am 10 feet away from my body. My hands are 20 feet below me and my fingers are one inch long. Like it was. Ella, this is the time where you go, but what about my book? So like, if this, (laughs) I would just let your little high brain be like, 
what about the orcas? Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is how the Beatles became whatever well, they did at the end of their musical careers. They're, um, oh crap, what's the- what's Sail the, the sky. I can't sing. <laughs> it's over. I have such a sore throat, so. Yeah, well, I didn't have that, like, great thinking that you had. But honestly, I felt so out of control that I was like, I am not okay. And so yeah. I had to, like, ask them to lower it. And so they lowered it. But then it was still, like, too much. Is it because you're a little person? Do you think it's because you're little? I think so. Because they didn't act, like, I feel like when you take nitrous, you, it's like you have to accommodate for size and weight. And I, yes. like... I think that she just gave me a dose for a normal human. And for those who like don't know, I am under five feet tall and like just a little bit over a hundred pounds. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're wondering, yes, it is hard to stand next to her sometimes. I do put her body in front of mine for the pictures. If you could just stand two feet in front of me, <laughs> force perspective. Force perspective. Or like Gandalf and uh, what's his face? Frodo. <laughs> The reverse. So funny. Yeah, so. It, she is taller than me when we sit down, though. Just in case you were all wondering, I have a freakishly short torso. I know. Sin has a small torso. It all evens out when we sit down. Yeah, so that's my crazy dentist story. Yeah. I could go yeah, literally was, off about the dentist. I have so many memories. You should. I feel like I'm your empathetic friend where I'm just like, yeah, it freaking sucks. So like, if you're listening to this and you've never had a cavity, like get off, like seriously, don't even listen to this episode. Go, go Not away. Really cool. You don't, you can't, you probably should have warned them before they sat through this entire dentist story. But like, literally I, I couldn't, Tanner wanted to be a dentist when we were dating. He was like, I'm considering dentistry because I have small hands. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't, no. <laughs> okay, though, pros there. That is a good profession to go in because my jaw is so sore from the, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the drugs feel so good. I feel like since I've never done drugs, I'm just always looking for opportunities. I think if you guys listened to last week's episode. I know, so it's like I'm high off cough medicine. Meanwhile, growing up, I like knew a kid who used to get high off cough syrup and I'm like, it's. Dude, I have had to take like the strongest stuff, not for like fun. I really don't do this like for fun, but like I am, I have, oh gosh. And I'm going to go off about my life in a second. You are, because this is. Literally, I've been taking the strong stuff and I like feel like I'll take it. And then like four seconds later, my body will just be like, mm, like, like buzzing a little bit. And in order to get through this episode without like coughing throughout the entire thing, I was like, okay, we're good. But no, with the dentist, like, I mean, I'm really just going to like summarize. I've had, before I was five, I had six silver teeth. Oh um, gosh. yeah. And I have some crazy memories there. We don't need to open up. And then I've had seven root canals. Oh my seven. Like the entire like back half of my mouth is just I can't even imagine. not real. Like it's just whatever. Like I will probably have dentures at some point in my life. Oh my gosh. I have a, I have a couple crowns girl. So we need to like make good money so I can have a really nice set of dentures or like have like implants. Yeah. I would love implants. I'd be that. like, let's go. And it's not because I don't brush my teeth. I brush my teeth twice a day. It's the same thing with Anna. I just have very thin enamel. So that's one of the reasons why we bond is because Anna and I both have really I know I always think about because I know that people talk about it the like gaps that I have in my mouth because the stupid orthodontist when he took my wisdom teeth out he was like your mouth is crowded so let's take out four extra teeth and 
yeah, wasn't the best idea because now I have these weird gaps in my smile. So I hate fact. your orthodontist. Can I like put a plug if you live in Rexburg, Idaho or in the state of Idaho, please yeah. go to Comfort Care Dental. They're amazing. And they literally put you asleep. So you wake up and your root canal is done. And okay. it's amazing. That was like the best experience of my life. I just love not being present during medical surgery. It's just the drilling. It really is the drilling. I, we can go real deep in there. Like I just, every time they do it, like tears, like go down my eyes. Yep. And they like, they wipe it with the tissue. They're like, the assistant's like, oh honey, it's okay. With a little tissue. And you're just like, I'm really trying to be brave. I'm really trying to be brave. But my headphones only get so loud. But they give me a stress ball, a comfort care dental, like they have these things, which by the way, if you ever have dentist things, like bringing a stress ball is really nice. Cause you can squeeze out all of your anxiety. So anyways, that's right. dentist stuff. Fun. Really what's happened with me this week is that, hold on, I literally have to cough. Hold on, I'm gonna mute myself so y'all don't have to hear this. She's muted herself, proud of you. Thank you, I just don't want you any, I don't want it to go around through the airwaves. Okay, <laughs> so basically um, Saturday, I like did not feel the Lord's blessing upon me. And I was, I drove seven hours to Nashville and I thought it was because of that, but like my whole body was sore. And then Sunday it like hit me so hard. And like, I have not been put out by any form of sickness since like last year. So it's been like nine months. And like, I thought I was like depressed and anxious. And I was like, man, that's affecting my productivity. I did not know like the, the depth of exhaustion I could go, like how, much I could not do things and so I like literally my mom got here and I was like hey I never get you ever this is like your first real time being in my home so now we're never going to leave it great thanks for coming and now I just died but it was actually wonderful to have my mother take care of me but long story short my daughter didn't sleep for five nights and I took care of her and now my husband has a double ear infection while we're also doing our Harry Potter readathon this week and our um merch launch and all so I'm trying to like get everything finished and I have a wedding tomorrow and we're recording this at nine o'clock at night because I'm not going to be available nope. tomorrow or Saturday to record because I'm driving my mom back that's yeah Celine called me or I think I called you on like what's today Thursday I called you on like Monday and you picked up and you're like hello and I was like yeah. oh honey <laughs> no it was like it was not it was, I was a sad little biscuit. You were a sad little I was a dad, I was a dead best friend. Like, I was a sad little biscuit. It was not, uh-huh. it was not okay. No. It was not okay. So, like, I just haven't, like, I'm actually feeling so much better now, but I still, like, like, in levels, I'm, I was, like, a negative 30. Now I'm, like, a negative 5 to 8, and I usually run at about, like, a 7 out of 10. Yeah. But I, like, was at a negative 30. So I'm hoping by tomorrow I'm going to yeah like a zero to four like I think I'm gonna get there if I like go to sleep Tanner his his uh I went to urgent care with him today because this is my life and they like gave him the double ear infection and the nurse like hears me coughing but it's not for us it's not for me it's for him right the appointment and she looks at him and he's she's like oh do you want anything for that respiratory um cough (laughs) that you have and he's like I don't really and she's like yeah, you probably want that respiratory cough. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I do. So we get home and he's like, you want it? And I was like, yes, give it to me. Oh gosh. That's so nice of her. She really was amazing. She was really looking out because she like could hear me like how it struggled. But like we've had to do like two to three breathing treatments where I've like every single night, like in the middle of the night. And it's just been, it's just hard when you're like sick. But then like when you're taking care of your child, you're just like, I'm a floating little thing. So anyways, yeah cough syrup um besides that we have target 
Selena had emergency cake on here, um, and now literally the second we get done recording, I'm gonna go have to buy cake. I can't think of anything else in this moment except for eating some chocolate cake. <laughs> as as like disoriented as this conversation feels, we did plan out like the topics that we were going to discuss, and I we didn't even talk about it. Like we actually have. We just really went on fun dentistry. And I'm so sorry if you're like, no, anyone that's a dentist, but like, I hate dentists. Anyways, but we are going to talk about books this episode um, because we've actually read a lot of books and then haven't talked about them in our stories because the second we post a book, like people are like, and I'm buying it. And I was like, but I don't know if it's good yet. Like, or or like, it's good, but like, it's not like the best book. And so I get scared to like recommend books right now because people are like, well, I read it. And then I had these thoughts and I'm like, ah but we trust you because you're on our podcast (laughs) we do trust you a new level yeah target talk about should we talk about target now celine bought the cutest matching dresses from target i was Um, at target with my mom and it was like one of those moments where i just really shut off my friendship to you you did yeah i like walked over to these dresses and i was like oh my gosh they have an extra small and a large we could get these dresses and i like took pictures of them and Anna was like um, you're getting that for me, right? And I said, yes. And then I just hear this cha-ching. And like, there's 30, $30 in my account. And I was like, great, perfect. Anna and I now have matching dresses. Like, it was like immediate. It was, oh, you sent the picture to me and I was like, where's my Venmo app? Open it. <laughs> and I was like, friends. Sometimes I feel like I like go on stories and I'm like, I was talking to Anna today because Anna's my friend. Like, in case you guys didn't know, on this, on this like stories that like me and Anna are friends. Like, this isn't just for show. Like we do talk Me and Anna. So. That was like an actual part of like the first, I think like once we started getting big, I was like, no, I have to prove our friendship. And now I'm like, wait, we don't have anything Maybe. to prove. We don't. I like trip that we took to Idaho really proved that you still love me. And I'm like, great. Awesome. It proved <laughs> that we can hang. We can hang. We can and, hang. Like, not really tough situations because we were never in a tough situation, but just in exhausting situations. Yeah. I think you asked me, I was, you were like, what time are you going to wake up tomorrow? And I was like, I don't know, maybe eight. And she's like, okay, but what time can I talk to you in the morning? And I was like, maybe nine. I was like, give me like maybe an hour. I had the weirdest experience when I went to Montana with my other friend to shoot the wedding, like last week, because I also was in Montana shooting a wedding last week. Um, What is my life? And she like turned to me and she's like, so do she literally asked me the same question. She was like, so do you like need time or like coffee before you like wake up in the morning? And I was like, nah, dude, I have a kid. I'm good. And she was like, really? So she's like, my husband like doesn't, you know what I mean? And she was like, so like the next day I woke up and I was like, hey, and she's like, good morning. And I was like, (laughs) I've never been like, I've never had the energy like thrown back at me before. And I was like, wow. weird okay so then I was the like I was the like dead best friend the whole trip I was like hi I'm dying I'm so tired I miss my kid thank you for having I'm like great you are the energy one I'm going to deflate thank you right it's kind of nice when you can rely on other people I know it was really nice I was like no matter what she's got me and I can just breathe (laughs) the last thing that I had written on here was um that I don't even know why I'm sharing this I was like being really melodramatic and someone messaged me I was like I'm just trying not to feel all the feels and someone messaged me how do you not feel all the feels I'm asking for a friend because my mom I like looked at her in the car and Jay and I was like I've gotten so used to the sound of their voices in our house and just like being able to relax and I'm like dang it I have to like build that strength back up so now that I know that you're going to Virginia next week I'm like I might be in Virginia like next There's week room for you <laughs> yeah there is <laughs> parents like giganto house that they bought 
after everyone moved out. Nobody lives there but them. I tell my parents that all the time. Like, why did you get a house like that? So weird. Whatever. I, I reap the benefits from it, so I can't complain. Yeah. Okay. So, also, we need to talk about the fact that we reached 10,000 followers on Instagram. I, what What happened? Like, how did that... I feel like it happened so fast. Honestly, maybe it's just because I we were just vibing with all of our followers. And, like, because... Seriously, I just want to party with you. That was like us. Literally. Uh, uh, I can't sing. I mean, like, like, draw the, like, <laughs> like, not even doing it good. I just felt like it happened so, like, suddenly or not, maybe just like casually almost. Like, I opened Instagram one day and I was like, Selene, we have 10,000. I like called Selene. I was like, we have 10,000 followers. Yeah. It was, I like waited. I like saw it and I was like, no, this is not a text message worthy conversation. And someone she called and I was like, <laughs> like, that was amazing. That actually was me like clearing my throat by accident of all the mucus in my throat. So like, ignore that. But like, I was freaking out. And it's all because like, we, I looked at it and like one of our videos, like 19,000 people shared it. Like, it's not because we're like amazing. It's literally, um, right now we have one that's growing to like a million it's almost it's at 897 oh gosh okay it's your hilarious one it is like i told anna that to get to ten thousand, i was kind of being a little slutty on on our stories and so i was just trying to like to be like enemies lovers smut actor like anything that like had done well in the past i was just like throwing those keywords up and i was like somebody just come on we can do it we're so close we're so close but anyways, and so that one, of course, it's always the ones where I'm like, enemies to lovers. Everyone's like, what did you say? And I'm like, honestly, same. You say? same. I can get behind it. I support it. There's just something about the banter between enemies to lovers that's just so satisfying. You know what I think it is? Mm-hmm. I think everyone hates instant love. They do. Everyone does. I hate instant love. Explain to me a so natural. story that you like where they meet and they meet at a at like a, in a normal way and they progress and then like they get together and it's great I mean like Hitch did it well but they kind of did enemies to lovers yeah they did it honestly for Hitch did it well but at the same time like in the back of my like any I'm ruined now actually because of enemies to lovers anytime that I watch a Disney movie or like a good example is we just watched the second Lion King this is so random, but we just watched it because Lincoln has like a fascination with lions right now, and we've been watching everything Lion King, anything lions. So the second Lion King with Kovu and Kira, mm-hmm. and I like won't even get into the plot. This is how much, but they Kovu and Kira fall in love after hanging out like for one afternoon, and she's like, "Daddy, I love him!" Like the arrow thing, and I was like, "Oh my god, girl!" I was like, "You don't even know him. Who are you? Take a step back and listen to your father, the voice of reason here, please." Who have we become? Who have we become? Because I like, I was that. I was that. Honestly, though, I also think that people love enemies to lovers because people want to be witty like that in real life. Like, they want to have that baby. Yes. I also feel like it's so much fun. I think, okay, so the thing that, like, went viral was it was, like, that moment when they stopped being enemies and become lovers. And it was like a, oh, and it's like that. I was just replicating the feeling. And that is like the high when they switch from enemies to lovers and they like, suddenly they start kissing or it's like Jason Cassie, who he's like, um, do you want to make the best of it? And you're like, you're supposed yes. to make the best of it. And you're like, 
you're like heart beating fast. Like, it's happening. What is it? So like Michael Scott's like, everybody calm down. It's happening. <laughs> please do a real. Please do a real that, please. That would be so funny. Good idea. Honestly. It came from your brain, girl. It's you. It's you. <laughs> um, and also like to the four of you that DM'd us that you like our writing. Thank you. We appreciate it. I know. That was so nice. We like put this thing out into the world and Selena was like, should we do it? And I was like, honestly, yeah, let's do it. We made it through a two hour podcast episode with our writing in it. I'm like, dang. Oh, you you are our best friend. It was like a very weirdly put together episode last time too. Like it was supposed to be a two-parter and it was supposed to be like so many other things and then it ended up being our pregnancy stories plus save the cat plus our writing yeah. it was like how did this come together so if you stuck along with it and you listen to it now you know what books we're writing but we're really not writing yet casually, casually. when i'm not like traveling 10 million years okay so now let's talk about books now let's get into the actual book start talk. us off you know what book to start with because it was a good one um the end honeymooners that's what we're starting with that's right oh, yes well i'm good with that i was just going to i thought you're gonna do bloodleaf but i'm like oh, oh yeah, we bloodleaf. can talk about okay, honeymooners first because i i would recap that book i think we would laugh so hard doing it i think we would too we should totally recap that book okay i'm adding it to the list just... add it to the list <laughs> okay so the unhoneymooners um this was a beach read was this a summer read we did an episode, I think, about it. Well, like, we featured it in there. Yeah, but, like, me and Anna actually read, read it. Yeah, I think. So, we recently read The Unhoneymooners. And, actually, I picked The Unhoneymooners to read as a book club book. Yeah, I'm in this book club. I don't know why. Oh, my gosh. Because I have to be a part of it. But I was like, you know what? People need to be impressed Spoiler, by me. Spoiler. Anna did not join the book club. I did not. I'm okay. I'm I, my toes in the water because I'm still trying to do it. The problem with this book club, though, mini tangent on this is that it's comprised of women like 40 and older. And my mother in law invited me to do it because she's like, You love books, you should be part of this book club. And I was like, I yes. love books, but I don't think I love the books that you guys are reading. I did a, I think what's super funny, Frankie, I know you listen to us. Her, she like put together this amazing book club. But, like, I could not do the nonfiction, like, Frankie self. Frankie put together a book club. What books? Remember Frankie's book clubs? They were lit. Frankie tried so hard. She did so good. Yeah. But it was all, like, these, like, really big, like, non-fictional, okay. like, memoirs. Do you remember that? Yeah. That is all the books that are in this book club. In fact, the book that yes. I'm supposed So, it's actually a cool concept because what the book club we're doing is, is that it's not like we get together every month and read one book. We each pick a book to read and, like, pass it around the group so every month you're reading a new book from somebody else oh cool you get together every month just to like hang out and chat and maybe if you read the same books you can talk about them like it's not a serious thing and so like it is a fun sounding concept i like that but i was listening to all the books listed off and they were all very like um like deep and emotional and like make you think and change your way of life and philosophical books and i was like you know what this group needs a rom-com book you guys need a, a fun break from all these come and shake them wake them and shake them wake them and shake them and so i picked the unhoneymooners for that and i even was talking to my mother-in-law and i was like this isn't even a book that like represents the books i read very well because i don't typically read books like this and i was like but i just think it would be a fun break in the like seriousness of all the other books in fact the book i'm supposed to be reading this month is a book about like 
this dog that went to Afghanistan and how it like it's war like things and I'm like I have not started it and I'm very ashamed by that because it does not sound very interesting to me but I'll try it. <laughs> but anyway I was so exhausted I was like okay so I'd rather go to the dentist <laughs> no I know I I have to believe that they picked this book because it's good and actually I cannot end this tangent I'm sorry this is fever dream episode you know what is funny? You and guys, we just have to remember that we're both super high on, medi- on like, legal medication right now. Like, we knew that we're, like, we have to get an episode out, and, like, whatever comes from this is great. And, like, we put together a lot of solid episodes of, like, read this if you want this. Like, this is not, this is our, like, not whatever the hell. I mean, heck, we are. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry <laughs> to five-year-olds that are listening to this. Like, my bad. My bad. This is not that episode. This is, yeah, anyways, um. Every single time I see Jalen's grandmother, her name's Grammy. She is the sweetest woman ever. I love no, her. No, no, you're going down this tangent. I'm sorry. That was just so funny. I didn't hear. I did not imagine Grammy being in this. Keep no. going. Because I saw her the other day and she was like, Anna, I read the most amazing book. You should read it. It is uh-huh. about this woman's struggle with her husband dying and she has to cope with terms of being getting old and her age and she's starting to lose her memory. And I was like, yeah, Grammy, I'll check it out. To be fair, you did cry while showing me a song, that country song, about, like, that, like... Okay, <laughs> The Locket by Lord Lana. <laughs> fight me, fight me. I love that song. It's the most beautiful song. I just, like, love it because I showed Anna tolerated, and I was like, don't you feel it? Like, didn't she like, hurt your soul? And she's like, yeah, that, that was painful. And she was like, let me put on The Locket. This is, like, lovey-dovey emotional notebook song. And I was like... Oh, and I look over and Anna's like crying. She's like, I'm not careful. I like there's it gets to the bridge of this. It's the song is about <laughs> the song is this girl singing. She's like back in 49. You met a brown eyed boy. He called you pretty. And so like it's the story of how this woman fell in love with this guy. And then he goes to war and she waits for him. And he's given her this locket to carry to keep his him next to her heart. And he like makes it the war. And they spend like crying six years together. I'm and like they come to, and it's like. And he's been gone for a while now. And she's like, um, I went, I stopped by today to read a couple stories and brush her hair. And grandma, you sure look pretty. And she smiled and was like, it's time for me to go home. Like, I miss my brown eyed boy. And <laughs> anyways, it Are is you crying? a song. No, I'm not. Nice try, Celine. <laughs> gotcha. But it, it's one of those songs, like, if I really am feeling emotional, I'll put it on. I'm like, I'll get to the bridge of like, grandma, you sure look pretty. I'm like, <laughs> Grandma, you sure look pretty. Like crying. <laughs> like a loser. It's fine. Not a loser. It was a beautiful experience. I'm grateful that you were vulnerable enough with me to share that with me. And then I made fun of you on not live recording. So you did. It's okay. Yeah. It makes it yeah. too. Anyways, so yeah, that's my tangent about people recommending like books. Like people who are like, oh, like you read books. You have a podcast about books. And I'm like, this is a book, a philosophical book. And I'm like, no, honey, I read not those types of books. I do sometimes. I think we used to before this podcast. I think like when we were planning out original episodes, mm-hmm. we were like, oh, we should do a book about self, uh, like an episode about self-help books and I can talk about business books. And then like something happened after we read Black Witch where we're like, now we're <laughs> fantasy hoes and nothing's coming back. To be fair, I have I was a closeted fantasy ho the whole time. I said that weird, fantasy ho. <laughs> I was a closeted fantasy reader the whole time and now I've just embraced it. In fact, there are a lot of things that I've just embraced. Like the older I get, I'm like, you know what? I read fantasy books and I love them. And I 
like watch certain shows and I love them and I yeah go off you Anna caring. you stop caring as much the older you get because I'm like I want to you know I think the internet helps like it started with Tumblr, I'm pretty sure. But, like, basically, when you find out that there's a bunch of, like, weirdos like you, you're like, I'm actually not weird. And, like, I, now we have 10,000 people that are like, you're not weird. Yeah. You're the same. And I'm like, great. Now give me all of your book recommendations, and please don't look at me too much because I'm too crazy. Right. Okay, there is a theme park in Utah called, I think it's called Evermore, and it's a fan, it's like a renaissance fair, but it's a theme park. And it's like a fantasy theme park and you can go and they'll dress you up and put like little fake ears on you to look like an elf. And it's like, it's an adventure thing. Like you're given, it's like you're in a game. You're given a task. You're the main here and you have to complete it by like. I'm actually into that. And I want to put a GoPro on us and like. I am this close. My fingers are like a quarter of an inch apart to just going and dressing up like a freaking summer fairy elf and going and having a great time. If I was in Utah, you know that our butts would be at that like. Oh yeah uh well not that the like the the like regency ball thing yes the um uh the dickinson ball like i well that and like the one that the author who wrote edenbrook is planning sarah ada sarah what do you isn't that the, isn't that the dickinson's ball is it, it something else it might be it's like a it's like a festival like thing over it yeah, you have to be like invited to go and you dress in regency clothes and i why like how do we get on that why don't we go in fact i was scared like it was scheduled this summer they were gonna have a pride in the park it's like a regency themed picnic yes like and it got canceled it got pushed back to october why because they're losers i have no idea why they did not give a reason they just said rescheduled well that sucks and we don't have the ability to win this point in our lives but someday We'll either show up at an event together or we'll, no, I don't think I'm ready to like say I'll throw one. But like Sunday, I did go down to a downtown speakeasy um, last week with Kristen Adams. If you'll sing this, hi, Kristen. But um, I literally was like a downtown speakeasy would be so cool to do like a novel bound hangout. Oh my gosh. That would be so fun. Like that would be amazing. And we always go down there and we talk and we like scream about books and stuff. I mean, there's no light, which I think is great. So no one like really sees our faces because then they would learn how tired we are. Then they would see us up close and be like, whoa, those filters really do you some favors, huh? And we're like, yes, they do. They do. <laughs> life with me. Hashtag life with me. Hashtag life with me. Not sponsored yet. <laughs> okay. Should we actually talk about the Honeymooners now? Now that we went on that weird tangent. Yeah, go. Go, Anna. Okay, so the Unhoneymooners is like, um, I'll just read the back page in case you never, you didn't listen to the other episode. Um, For two sworn enemies on the Hawaiian trip of a lifetime, anything can happen, maybe even love, in this romantic comedy from the New York Times bestselling author of Roomies. Olive Torres is used to being the unlucky twin from the inexplicable mishaps, mishaps to a recent layoff. Her life seems to be almost comically jinxed. By contrast, her sister Amy is an eternal champion. She even managed to finance her entire wedding by winning a slew of contests. Unfortunately for Olive, the only thing worse than constant bad luck is having to spend the wedding day with the best man and her nemesis, Ethan Thomas. Olive braces herself for wedding hell, determined to put on a brave face, but when the entire wedding party gets food poisoning, the only people who aren't affected are Olive and Ethan. Suddenly, there's a free honeymoon up for grabs, and Olive will be damned if Ethan gets to enjoy paradise solo. Agreeing to temporary truce, the pair head for Maui. After all, 10 days of bliss are worth having to assume the role of loving newlyweds, right? But the weird thing is, Olive doesn't mind playing pretend. In fact, the more she pretends to be the luckiest woman alive, the more it feels like she might be. 
Okay, I will say this book did surprise me with how good it, it actually turned out to be. Like, I really did enjoy it. It was fun. Yes. I, like, rated um, the book that we're going to talk about later, Bloodleaf. Mm-hmm. And I, like, rated... I was like, okay, so Bloodleaf is on this scale. And then I'm like, to give you reference, Akatar is like a nine, nine and a half. Black Witch is 10. And I was like, and Honeymooners, on Honeymooners was like a nine. And someone was like, what? On Honeymooners got a nine? And I was like, it made me laugh. It was so funny. So much. I've ne- I haven't laughed. The like, Bathroom of Doom. The Bathroom of Doom. We're literally going to do an episode about it because Send like me. I... I have never laughed so hard and like just enjoyed myself. Like I need more books like that. It was this. Uh, we need to do an episode. Of books this like is that. a good palate cleanser book. This is a great palate. palate yes. Cleanser. Yeah. It was amazing. Like when I was in my. <laughs> I'm pausing the call. Hold on. You're fine. <laughs> she said, "Get it all out, girl. Get it all out." <laughs> Hi. Okay. When I was reading that book, like I was just basically trying to read all the fluff books I could. And that book was amazing. And I just want more of those. So I will say like Unhoneymooners is going, it has stuck with me and it makes me really like happy. And like if someone's sad and they want a book like Unhoneymooners. So if you have any books like Unhoneymooners, oh my gosh, keep talking for me. I'm going to cough more. Yeah, it was really good. So we will, we'll take all your recommendations like it. Just to like entice you to come into it. Of amazing little scene that like hooked me is so they get there at Hawaii and they have to pretend that they're married or else they have to pay. Like if the hotel finds out that they're not like the people they say they are, they're going to pay for it out of pocket, which obviously they can't afford. So they, in weird circumstances, they end up seeing Olive's future possible boss there and Ethan's ex-girlfriend. And so Ethan like sees his ex-girlfriend and he's like, crap. And he's like, Olive, please help me. Please just go with this. And she's like, but what do I get out of it? And he's like, I'll let you sleep on the bed. Like, and I'll sleep on the couch. And she's like, okay, let's do it. And he like pulls her to the sides and like pushes her up against his like pole with his arm over her. And the girl sees him and she's like, Ethan Thomas, is that you? And it just, the way that it's described is so funny. Like the worst possible scenarios are always happening. And it's hilarious. It was amazing, but you have to say, you have to say the line he said when she's like, he's like, hi, I'm Ethan Thomas. What did he say? I don't remember. And then my, and then my heart dropped to my vagina. Oh, oh my gosh. I was dead. I died. I think I sent a picture of that to my, ah, crap. No, it's like lost in the girl. I tried to find it. It is gone. It is actually like we have texted each other way too much, but no, she's like, whatever it was, it was like, and then my like heart, like, like. It was like something so funny. It was hilarious. I'm going to try to find it. Okay. I know I won't be able to though. The fake relationship trope is everything. Okay. Um, besides that, do you want to talk about Bloodleaf or Truly Devious? I'm good either way. Um, you can talk about Truly Devious. I haven't read Truly Devious. So I'll, okay. I'll be along for the ride on this one. So I haven't like talked about it a lot on the on our stories just be- because I don't know where I'm feeling about this. Also, just like bear with me here. I am trying so hard but I'm coughing so much okay also I found the quote I go, found it go. it says Ethan he supplies and his dazzling smile punches me right in the vagina Ethan Thomas <laughs> it's just like that every single second it's so funny it's so funny you just have to like go with it and just be okay and it's amazing and like there's so much more that we love about it but I just I'm just like you just need to know it's yeah. great okay, okay so truly devious um it is not inheritance games but it has like similar present pretense of like poor girl goes to 
rich, rich school that's kind of like Hogwarts for smart kids. And there's a lot of times where I'm like, the author is just giving us like comfort private yeah. school stuff, which I feel like I am, if you want to give me a trope, it's freaking private schools. I love private you schools. Love like it. give me a Hogwarts. Like it's just like, it's a magical place where like parents aren't around so like the kids can explore and do all these things without like having like that, like, what are you doing? You know? Uh-huh. And it doesn't feel like it's in high school. It just feels like, and there's lots of secret societies and stuff. So yeah. like, that's what I, I feel like Ellingham is like a really fun. Now I am in the middle of the second book. I don't know how it ends. I don't know if it's going to make me mad. I'll let you guys know. But like, I am, I both love and kind of I'm like about this book. I will say these things. So I'm going to be real. Like this is the podcast. So I can be real. Honest. Yeah. So the premise of it basically is that this girl is obsessed with true crime and there is a, <coughs> there is an, there is a big like centuries old, like FBI agents. Like, what is it? Like your uh, conspiracy theory guy, the plain guy. Uh, D.B. Cooper. A D.B. Cooper type of thing. The guy who owned the school, like he loved playing games. He loved doing all of these like crazy things. And um, basically one night, his, and I'm not even going to give anything away, but like his daughter and his wife go missing and he like and he goes crazy trying to find them whatever and it's like they the killers or kidnappers whatever they did with them like they played a game with them and he they wrote this like crazy ransom note and it's super crazy and um that was in 1930 and this is like 2020 and she comes to the school and she wants to figure out who did it and like like the stakes are being raised so much in the second book it's freaking crazy oh my gosh yeah you selena was explaining it to me a little bit and she was like but like yoda guy is telling her to peace out and i don't know where this is that's going. like the second book I can't, i'm not even gonna get there but like long story short she well, i guess i will but like basically long story short while she's trying to like solve it so like only certain people can get in and she was like well i want to solve the crime so like her job at school for geniuses is literally just to solve this crime so she's like always exploring and what i like about it is like she has like real anxiety attacks and like what's really cool is that the author walks you through how she gets out of her anxiety attacks and people that help her with them and it's like real and that's why she listens to crime like I screenshotted some stuff because I was like wow this is like beautiful and as someone who like goes to a therapist and like has those things I felt it was great I will say though the the people at the school are so weird not in like a bad way like and they, they celebrate it but it, it's just like a very like like the the headmaster or like oh, the person in charge like the of the house that she's staying in because there's multiple houses it like shaved head like hairy armpits like tattoos and like oh. crazy, like dresses really crazy and stuff it's basically like really and she has like a phd and like every single person is like this they're just like very like everyone is very like oh i'm larger than life you know what i mean yeah, very quirky and yeah and so mm-hmm. it's kind of like the office where like everyone is and like parks and rec where everyone's there and stevie herself even she has like really short hair and like she doesn't care like about um there's no there's a part where she like dresses up for halloween and she like dresses up like the dude like she like goes full like dude for wow. like a thing like you know what i mean like she just doesn't care so there is like it's just like very like for me it comes from like and we are going to dress in ball gowns and he was the most handsome boy in the world and she was smart and everyone's normal like you don't get that there and so if you're cool that like go enjoy it for me like because that was such a shock coming to it I had to just kind of like wave it a little bit away with it yeah but like 
I think it's worth it. It's worth the read because it's so crazy. And so there's three mysteries coming on. There is a current murder that happens in the first book. And like a second thing that's like crazy has happened in the second book. And like, I didn't see it coming. It's crazy. And like, now I, I literally texted him and I was like, um, okay, so like her Yoda guy is leaving. And now he's like, I don't think you should stay here. And like, I'm leaving. Here's my phone number. Like you shouldn't oh go. Like, gosh, it's just really so, good. Yeah. Is there like any romance in it? Yes, but it's weird. It's weird. Is it? Because I'm looking on Goodreads and it says readers also enjoyed The Inheritance Games, A Good Girl's Guide to Murder, One of Us yeah. is Lying, A Study in Charlotte. And so I'm like, it's right up our alley. It is right up our alley. So there is a boy in the beginning. I mean, like, it's super funny because, like, they make out at, like, the most horrible times. But to be fair, I did that a lot in college. Or, like, you're like, oh, yeah, this guy just died. Um, I feel all these things. Let's just make out and not talk about it. And it'll be great. So like, it's a lot of like that happening. And like, there's like a lot of like those moments, but then like, they are just, it's just really funny. And in the second book, there's a lot more risk to them being together. And there's a lot more like, I don't know, but I like, I like the main dude. I think he's cool, but they also have like put some other like boys around her that are like, like, they're not like making moves, but they're like aware of her and she's aware of them. And like, they are friends and they have conversations. And I'm like, you can take me wherever and I'm cool with all of these paths. Yeah, it's that very sounds really interesting. It sounds good. It's good. I'm not, that's why I'm not posting on stories because I'm like, this is not like, like brand, novel bound brand. Like, you're going to love it because you love Akatar and you love this. Like, it's kind of like a different book yeah. than anything I've read. It's not Inheritance Games where it's like, she's pretty and they're all hot and tall and who's she going to pick? Yeah. Like, it's not, but I like it. Like, I think it's, it's like different. a weird book, but it's yeah, a it's different, different things. It's just crazy though. Yeah. I'm like, I couldn't breathe, probably because I'm an asthmatic with a cold, but like I have stopped breathing reading this book. Speaking of that, you should talk about Bloodleaf. Okay, yeah, we should talk about Bloodleaf. I didn't know a book existed that could fill all of the like things that you. I love in a book. How dare you? <laughs> but what's weird is I like this book has all the tropes I love, like um Main character hitting rock bottom, absolutely just going through the worst of it. Um, having a love interest, like a lot of people weirdly die in this book. Um, there's something about it though that like, I think I just need to continue this series because yes. something about it doesn't sit like perfectly right with me. And maybe you can help me yes. put that in. Well, I can't start the second book until you start the second book. I know. Like I, we did that with Charlotte Holmes and I like wanted to die. And like, I love screaming at you being like, and then this is happening and this is happening. Cause like, I can't make eye contact with you until you are with me. Yeah. Okay. Let me read the back of this book. Oh, it's really good guys. Um, Aurelia is a princess, but they call her a witch. In fact, this was a book on my TBR list. I'm pretty sure. Uh, surrounded by spirits and burdened with forbidden magic, she lives in constant fear of discovery by the witch hunting tribunal and their bloodthirsty mobs. When a devastating assassination attempt reveals her magical abilities, Aurelia is forced to flee her country with nothing but her life. Alone and adrift in an enemy kingdom, Aurelia plans her revenge against the tribunal. Just desperate to bring down the dark organization that has wrought terror upon her people for hundreds of years, but there's something deeply amiss in her new home too, and soon she finds herself swept into a deadly new mystery with a secretive prince, the ghost of an ancient queen, and a poison called and a poison vine called Bloodleaf. 
Aurelia is entangled in a centuries-old game of love, power, and war, and if she can't break free before the tribunal makes its last move, she may lose far more than her crown. Um, and yeah, so what's crazy is, so the book begins, um, and even like, it doesn't even mention this on the back page, the book begins, and there is like, she is, um, set up as an arranged marriage for the neighboring kingdom to like bring peace. And she's like, I've heard stories about the sickly prince and you know, I'm, I'm not interested, but I know that I have to do this for my people, even though my people like weirdly don't like, she is shunned as a princess. They, they don't hate like her. her. It's crazy. It's because the tribu- it's because they think she's a witch, even though, I mean, she is a she witch, is. but they don't know that. Like you had a, so this is how Anna sold me when I was like, I remember being at Target with you on the phone and I was like, what are you reading? And she was like, okay, so these are the tropes. And I literally was like, give me that book right now. So like, you got to do the tropes. Just yeah, so the tropes are arranged marriage, um, enemies to lovers. What else, what else is there? Oh no, you have the, the guard, the lovers with the guard. Oh, the lovers with the guard. Yeah. The, um, like powers. The night, hidden power, like finding powers, found family um what else is there am i missing something oh oh the like there is like kind of like a very strange love triangle there is a weird love triangle it's not weird because it makes you feel uncomfy it's weird because like when like when she figures out who she wants to be with the other guy's like cool awesome that's it she like never is like she never lets him down she's like and this is now who I'm with. And the guy's like, I will follow you wherever. And she's like, okay, best friend. Thank you. Like, it's, yeah. I It was a, I'm liking, like, I was confused. But, like, the the romance feels real. The, the world building is crazy. In fact, I was like, oh, this is how you build, like, as, like, looking at. There's the- a supernatural element to it um, where, because she's, so she's a blood witch. There's two different types of witch. Elemental witches, blood witches, and. Um, Not dreams not dreams it's like something else there's we cannot explain this book i know i'm not doing a good job guys i was no no no. i'm just saying i'm like i feel like if we like you have to go into this blind you really do you You really really do do. like we can't say anymore because like if we do then like it just then they're like oh i have to like go because what's so what was so fun about this book is that um it was you never breathe there's no rest there's no no rest every time i'm like okay the book starts and there is like a staged the book starts there's a staged coup um she has to escape and these people and she's like it's weird that he's like helping me escape she has to escape that doesn't go as planned she gets somewhere else that doesn't go as planned she finally is getting things together that doesn't go as planned like betrayal left right freaking center and then like her coming to terms her Mm-hmm. the most interesting part of this book Anna loves a girl that is in the darkest pits and man like it's just like whoo she's there we'll know what I'm talking about there's a part near the end of the book don't even don't even bring it in no. I I can't I can't like not react to it I literally called Anna and I was like <laughs> what's funny is like I'm really trying to like like the, the I'm not actually whispering my throat is like cut so I like can't like actually like I'm really just like saying it in like a sarcastic way that is so funny yeah but this book is I would read so it again. good no I wouldn't but I would make other people read it again and I'm reading the second one does that make sense 
my husband just very casually and cutely bringing me tea. <laughs> wow. Hey, look to me right now. I'm just kidding. Mom, <laughs> Mom, can you make me some tea? Um, okay. <laughs> no, but this book, um, it is super good. I'm a little scared to go into the second one because I just wasn't expecting the first one to hurt me like it did. <laughs> Guys, you're going to be okay, but like you're not going to be, okay. be okay. You'll be okay in terms of like, um, you just need to be like, you just need to be ready to just like give your soul to this book and it will give you yeah. things back. Like it's not going to like hurt you, but like, no, it will give you things back. And there's really fun elements to it. Yes. Like, um, I don't even want to say you really do. Yeah, we really can't. We have to just be like, go and blind. So really quickly, because I need to get through all this. I have been reading. So we're just going to like whip through the next ones because I actually do have to get going because I have okay. a 13 hour wedding tomorrow. Yeah, you do. This is yeah. great. I'm like, hey guys, sorry you have to know about my other life. Don't worry, you're my only world. But like, also, I have to <laughs> be doing this for like a while. Okay, so Otherwise Engaged, I've been reading this book over the past month and a half. It's just a Regency romance that is like literally just filler. I like, to... stories for like a second. What? Is that you put this on stories for like a second that you finished it and you're like, it was cute. It was cute. That's all I have to say about it. It was like, it was exactly what I wanted it to be. Does that make sense? It's like, yeah okay, I'm just going to ignore, like, there's not, like, a lot of depth to it, and she's fun, so we'll just begin. Otherwise engaged? Yeah, sorry, guys, it, like, literally at this exact moment, we just had a bunch of people just, whoop, Roman, but, okay, so, with Otherwise Engaged, I just think it's, like, a cute book, so if you're looking for, like, a cute little Regency romance, it's good. I just read it to, like, go to sleep at night, and it did its purpose. I do miss Dead Queen's Club. I know we talked about it on the podcast before. If you haven't read it, it's fun, and Royal Americans. I miss those two books so much. They were fluffy. I like them a lot. They were perfect. Like they were Celine books. Yes, they were. I want more. You need to read Dead Queen's Club. You would I like do. it. I just need to do it. I, it is, there's a couple books I just need it to It is read. so angsty. Really? It's just a little angsty book. Like it's that. so angsty. I probably would really like that. And it's like an anti-hero, anti-love story. Oh. But like it's not, like there's no problem. Bad, yeah. You've always talked, you've always talked really highly about it. So I just need to do it. I just need to read it. I also feel like I've been trapped in relationship. Dead Queen's Club is literally um, a modern take on King Henry VIII and his like dead wives, like dead queens. Yeah. Yes. In fact, I actually started reading this book now that I'm thinking about it because it starts off and she's like, Henry's texting me and she snuck out to meet him and they're driving yeah, yeah, she's yeah. the one that's rough because it was like dead or divorced dead something and then alive something divorced friends. or it dead was- dead and then alive or whatever so like some of them lived some of them didn't and so there's lots of like wives being killed and lots of wives not being killed but it's like girlfriends in high school it's effing crazy Fascinating. i know you said there's a crazy twist there too that like you don't expect it's wild she girl she wild what i dnf'd was dial a for aunties i got into it didn't love it put it down. I was like, I'll just pick it back up. I tried picking it up and I like gave it another like 20 <laughs> pages. Oh my gosh. You're good. Yeah. I, and you talked about that you DNF'd it because like it just got super random and unexpected and, and like in a weird way. So like, here's the deal. I don't mind like smut if it's like, okay, I don't, we're not like big smutty people, but like, I don't mind like a scene that has been worked for but it just like, I'm on chapter four and she's like flashing back to like doing stuff with her like college boyfriend. And I was like, I th- like I don't even know him. I don't even know why I like him yet. 
Uh-huh. And all of a sudden I'm like, is this supposed to indicate the relationship you guys have? Cause that doesn't do it for me. Cause I'm a female. And so for me, I need to know what he's done for you in terms of like emotions. And so it just was hard. And then also like, um, I really liked the way that the author like celebrated all these different cultures that she grew up in, but I just like, it was so crazy and it just happened. So I just, I just didn't vibe. Yeah. I think other people might, but I just didn't vibe. Not colder. I just was like, I just didn't vibe. I did not vibe with The Winter's Promise. I DNF'd that hard. Because, I mean, and I tried to read it, and I think part of it, too, is that just maybe things were lost in translation. This originally was written in French by a French author. And so, like, I don't know, like, maybe culturally books could be written different, but it was so boring. I literally tried to commit so hard to it. I read halfway into the book wow. and was like, she's the most boring main character I've ever read. And like, she's very soft-spoken mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that, with a character who's soft-spoken, who yeah. is a gentle person, but um, she never plays that to her strengths and she right. never becomes stronger and she's forced to get married to this husband and move to like the... Uh, North Pole or wherever and apparently like it's supposed to be savages there but obviously that's not true and the plot just it just never got interesting it was just a lot of waiting around and her having people talk down to her and her sitting there and And you have like a good like that's usually your trope what it's usually your trope yeah the like forced marriage well that and like the, the people being mean I know it is, but she never rose above it. She was just like, yeah, let them think I'm weak. Like, that's fine. That's who I am as a person. She never, the plot just never got interesting. I'm sure it does later on. Maybe. Um, I don't know. That's why, like, I really need to talk to you about my novel. I think that, like, I need to, like, blood leaf my book. I need, like, crap to go down. Blood leaf your book. She needs to go get kidnapped. I think she needs to be kidnapped real bad. I support that decision. I need help. Workshop it later. Um, Okay. Midnight Library? Yeah, so I'm reading right now, and I haven't talked about this at all, I think. I'm reading the book Midnight Library. And actually, what's funny is it's one of those book club books that are, it's like very deep. The little page excerpt, let me read it for you, is um, Between Life and Death, There is a Library. Up until now, Nora Seed's life has been full of misery and regret. She feels she has let everyone down, including herself, but things are about to change when she finds herself in the Midnight Library. She has a chance to make things right. The books in the Midnight Library enable Nora to live as if she had done things differently. Each one contains a different life, a possible world in which she made different choices that played out in an infinite number of ways, affecting everyone she knew as well as many people she never met. With the help of an old friend, she can now undo every decision she regrets as she tries to work out her perfect life. But things aren't always what they imagined, but things aren't always what she imagined they'd be, and soon her choices place the library and herself in extreme danger. Before time runs out, she must answer the ultimate question. What is the best way to live? Um, and it's definitely one of those books that, like, make you... Like, I think the opening line is... um. Or, okay, I won't do the prologue. It is... Every chapter starts with, like, 27 hours before she decided to die, Nora Seed sat on her dilapidated sofa, scrolling through other people's happy lives, waiting for something to happen, and then, out of nowhere, something actually did. And it's the saddest thing. Her cat dies. <laughs> like, it's... Like, her life is laid out for you as being so sad and depressing and she had like she struggles with like depression and anxiety already and her parents died at a young age and then her cat died and she never followed her dream of becoming a scientist she never followed her dream of 
being like she was in a band and they had a record deal and she never like her fiance convinced her to drop out of it and then she did never she ended up never marrying her fiance and so like her life is just really sad and she gets let go her cat dies and then she gets let go from her job and she's like you know what like this world is not meant for me and she decides to like overdose on her medication Mm -hmm. um but then she gets this library and she's meets the librarian who is this person she knew when she was in college the old the actually the person who went to the library yeah who gives her the option she like explains everything to her and she was like you can make any decision you want here and she's like this is the in-between you're in the in-between right now of living in death you're at the midnight library and so like i'm not very far into it she's only made the decision she's like well i wish i would have married this guy and like she marries him and realizes that like because the librarian told her she was like once you feel complete disappointment and the decision you made you'll come back here so she married this guy and like realized that it actually wasn't what she wanted yeah so she went back and i really think what the book is gonna be like is like you know life isn't as bad as people make you think like really it's pretty good yeah so it's one of those philosophical ones i like it so far it's super high it's what is it the good morning america book club like it's that's the type of book it is I think it's going to be very depressing. It's not what I would normally read, but I will keep you guys updated on how I'm doing in it. I feel it. I don't think I could do it myself personally. But like I the started, things I okay, I brought it with me to read. I went to the river. We go rafting every year and I brought it with me as my book to read at the river. Uh-huh. Because it's one of the books in the book club and even like my mother-in-law told me to read it. She said it was so good. It is like dead depressing. I kind oh. of don't, I don't know. I. I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Let me know if it ends up being good. I mean, like, I've had books like that where you definitely experience those things. I mean, it's real. Like, life is really hard. Life is real. And I'm like, what? what maybe that's what makes this book so hard is I'm like, I don't need this close of a look into no. what real life is like. No. You know? I'm sure the end message will be really good. And I'll stick with it, but. I would stick with it. I think, I hope it's fun. I hope, that, like, it gets there for you, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was just, I mean, yeah, I like my throat is like, well, and some like words are suddenly becoming hard. <laughs> well, that's perfect because that was the last book we plan to talk about. It was such a happy note to end on. <laughs> I'm like, duh. And we're now going to end with a message of like, you do matter. And also you like, matter. you are loved. No, for real, like, let's, let's end on that. Like, for sure. Like, I feel like when I get to places like that, to remember that like in all of these books that we love and we read, that when people get to those places, they're about to find the key to mm-hmm. unlocking the door. Yeah. Um, and whatever that key becomes for you guys, like if you're at a place like that or you feel alone or anxious, just know. I mean, like I know a lot of people, they message us and they say that they go through a lot of the things that we go through and they feel alone. And like, that's why they listen to us because it's just company. Yeah. And like, that's why we do this for like our company. It's such a solace in my life. Is I that what? Even if nobody listened to it, I yes. I need it for myself. It's so much fun. And I think like we, me and Anna just get to like experience our friendship. It's like a little hot tub of like love. It's great. That sounded creepy and gross. <laughs> two best um, friends, five feet apart. Cause they're, oh wait, what is it? Two guys sitting in the hot tub, five feet apart. Cause they're not gay. <laughs> but um, anyways, you're now in this hot tub with us. So yeah. mm, it's warm. Just imagine like all 400 of you, just like all in this little hot tub. It's real Hanging cold. Out in a little hot tub. <laughs> but anyways, long story short. I really feel like you guys should know that like you've become such a huge source for us and we're super grateful and like whatever you're going through like we're praying for you and we know that you're going to get out of it and that you're not alone you have a purpose and you matter. Yeah. I totally agree.
We love you. Also, yeah, sorry that this episode was, I mean, it's just kind of a random episode, but yeah. you know what? it was fun. Oh, yeah. Well, but I feel like... <coughs> Porcelain, she's in the thick of it right now. <coughs> tea, honey. <coughs> Everyone's going to listen to this episode and instantly, like, message you and be like, honey, are you okay? Not okay. I really tried so hard. I have been like, this is the best I've been in, like, five days. I am not doing good. I have to, like, talk all day tomorrow. But anyways, just know that you guys are awesome and we love you. Love you. And um, Thank you for being everyone awesome. pray that I get over the sinus infection by tomorrow for this wedding. Okay, bye. Love you. <laughs> See you next time.